Hey guys, welcome to the Pretty and Witty Podcast with me, Elena, and my best friend, Kim. Have you ever been processing with a friend and out of it comes a profound revelation that you wish you would have recorded? From that idea, this podcast was formed. Elena and I have been best friends for many years, so we figured why not just dialogue about our daily lives, our dreams, and our discoveries with the Lord. So we hope you enjoy these conversations and get a little insight into who we are and learn to embrace the truth of who God made you to be and how he made you to live. Welcome to the Pretty and Witty podcast. We are so happy to be here again today for another fun episode. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, you may have noticed that on our Spotify, we have questions. And so on one of our previous episodes, we asked the question, what would be a non-negotiable for you and a partner? And a listener actually responded, thank you so much. And they said that um, their non-negotiable is that they would have to not want kids, but be open-minded to adoption if they were ever financially stable enough, which is really awesome that um, that's your non-negotiable and that you'll stand on that. I think anything that has to do with kids should definitely be a non-negotiable because that is something that can make or break a relationship for sure. So thank you so much to our listener who responded. And if you didn't know that you can answer our questions on each episode, you can go ahead and do that. Also, you can give us a rating. If you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and leave us a rating um, and even a review. I think you can leave reviews on Apple, but on Spotify, it's just like you select how many stars, but that would help us um, with just hearing how much you love us and hearing um, more about what you think about this podcast. As you know, guys, we, every single episode, we have an Instagram page um, and we're going to keep saying it. We're so grateful. Um, There's like 60, almost like 70 followers, which is so incredible. You guys are the best. Um, And it means a lot to us that you want to follow along on this journey. I we're harping on it so much because I feel like I really do want to create a space of engagement and where we get to just like share and talk. Um, literally about what this podcast is, the conversations that we open um, on these episodes to further have dialogue even afterwards. So yes, that's pretty underscore witty podcast. Um, And then again, um, in our, depending on where you listen in the spot, in the Spotify description, um, our socials will be linked. So the pretty the pretty witty one and also our personal ones but yes we would love 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 for you guys to add us on instagram and facebook all of the things we really do want to be friends <laughs> yes that's our heart we want to talk to you guys we want you to be a part of this conversation this is not the elena and kim show this is the hey let's all be best friends and talk about life and jesus and just process our day-to-day together Um, So in this episode, it's kind of a part two to our relationship polls that we did. Um, 
we had a little question box on one of our stories where you could put what has been your biggest hurdle with relationships. Um, And a lot of you guys responded. So we're just going to talk about some of those responses and what we think about them. Yeah, we, like I said, we are constantly singing y'all's praises. We really appreciate you guys. Like I said, just following along, but also engaging with us and participating in those. I love that kind of stuff, not just to do them, but I really enjoyed, and I know Kim did too, hearing y'all's responses. Um, But I also want to give you guys a shout out because I know it probably can be scary sometimes too, like those anonymous, like we can see who wrote what. So we really appreciate you guys just being super honest um, and being willing to share personal hurdles that you guys maybe have experienced or at least heard of um, in having healthy relationships, because I think that's what this is all about is just opening conversation. Like we say every week, we're not experts, but we love to talk and we love to teach and just share from our personal experience. So yeah, I think we should just jump right in and see what we have to uh, give advice on. This feels kind of like, you know, like ask Abby, it's like ask pretty and witty. Like we're going to give you (laughs) our advice on what we think from our personal experience and also how we think we would handle those situations. So, yes. The first one that we're going to talk about is someone wrote knowing what a red flag is versus a yellow flag. I loved that question because I thought it was really helpful because personally, I feel like Kim and I have walked through upgrading our thinking when it comes (laughs) to dating and relationships and not idealizing perfection. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's what I think about when I think about this question, because for a lot of us, we probably would have thought before all the yellow flags immediately mean a red flag. So that's going to be a no for me. But um, I think as you grow up and you realize they're not perfect. And so there are things that that. (laughs) I know, (laughs) but there are things that we don't maybe necessarily love, but actually aren't detrimental to building a healthy relationship. That is so true. I guess I didn't realize how how much of a mindset I can at least speak for me. I had of no things have to be perfect. There's no room for imperfection. And now I'm realizing um I'm not perfect. So why would I hold someone else to that standard of being perfect? So yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's probably more yellow flags than we think when it comes to um, our preferences. Okay, here's the thing. I do think the difference between, I do like what you said, Kim, like maybe it could be a question of, okay, is this like a deal breaker slash non-negotiable versus something that's just like kind of annoying? And I think that's the thing with yellow flags is they're a little bit more ambiguous. They're a little bit more um vague they're not maybe so black and white so obviously there's things that are red flags that are like obvious manipulative narcissistic abusive like certain things where I'm like they're a red flag because they will cause detrimental harm to you or somebody else or the relationship that you're building so I think knowing the difference is also recognizing is there a deeper root involved that's causing 
super, super unhealthy behavior, that's when I would say that would be, those tend to stem from a red flag. If there's maybe unresolved root issues. I don't know if you agree with that. Or if that's even like technical or true, but that would just be my my assumption with that. I think when being in a relationship, we can get so blinded by our feelings that we might let a lot of red flags turn yellow as well. So I think um, something healthy is to have good community. Like that is my biggest thing. Invite community into your relationship. Nothing should be like secretive. I think that's a red flag to me is if I'm your best friend and you're keeping secrets from me about like what's going on in your relationship and you don't have any ac- accountability or um, maybe maybe there was a red flag that came up, but you don't want to tell me because you don't want me to like see that because, oh, maybe that's actually a yellow flag. Like I think it can get very dangerous when you live in first person, which is why I think it's smart to invite people who know you, who you trust who have um, more of an unbiased opinion on things to where your friends can see what's a red flag as well and help you decipher if you're just kind of what you're saying, oh, that's just a yellow flag. Like you're just being a little particular about a small little annoyance versus no, Elena, that is a huge red flag. You need to like watch out. You know, I think I've, I've actually had conversations with friends where they have openly said, hey, you know, this guy that I'm dating, he's doing this or that, or I I found out this. Um, And because they were open with me, I was like, oh, yeah, that's completely normal. Like, I wouldn't be concerned about that. Or, oh, that's not normal. Guys don't do that. Like, you shouldn't be treated that way. You know, it's. I think inviting community into the conversation can also help you know what's a red flag versus what's yellow. Because honestly, okay, the example that's coming to my mind that I've heard from somebody, I don't want to tell you because I know you're going to have very strong (laughs) about it. And you would say that's not a yellow flag, that's a red flag. But what? But I'll, okay, so here's the example is this is where I also think like, yes, having community, that's another like a trusted, group of people that can see objectively and speak into a situation, learning to trust yourself and your judgment is huge because sometimes like as good as this stuff is like nobody can answer this stuff for you, but you, cause we all know those people where I'm like, you can be right. You can be the friend that's like, Oh my God, I can see this clear as day, but that person doesn't want to hear it. So unless no. they have that realization and can learn to assess the situation and trust themselves to make the right decision, it won't matter what you say. Um, so this is, this is an example of like a yellow flag. They still are in contact with their ex. Oh, so I this is say that's a red. Oh, well, okay. Well, it depends. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so this is why they say that it's a yellow flag. One hand maybe it actually shows emotional maturity and that they can move on and have adult relationships with other people. That's more of like a situation that's sending a yellow light. That's like, Hey, don't jump to conclusions, but just be aware to maybe assess the situation and see how it plays out. 
Yeah, which I would agree with that assessing the situation. If, you know, you hear stories of really good friends who have been best friends and then they try dating and then it doesn't work out and they go back to being best friends and it's fine. So like that's definitely a yellow flag versus they were in a very toxic relationship. They still have feelings for each other or one of them still has feelings for the other. And that's more of a red flag. So yes, I agree with that with assessing the situation And I think going along with trusting yourself is inviting God into things, inviting community and inviting the Lord because he sees things that we don't see. So maybe I see that as a yellow flag because I'm like, well, I mean, they used to be best friends, you know, so they can still be best friends. But what if God is aware of one of side having feelings for the other or there being manipulation or misleading one party the lord could let you know about that like he could say hey kim actually that's not healthy you might want to talk to them about that so inviting community inviting the lord and trusting yourself are very good things to have when discussing red flags another practical way to maybe decipher like between, okay, is this a yellow flag versus a red flag? I think ownership from the other person is huge. So I think you could probably tell a red flag. If you can see there's like a really, a deep root that they're not, that's not being dealt with, that's producing other things. That's probably a red flag because they're not taking ownership to work on that, to get healthy. And I think that goes to our next thing, which this was probably the most commented thing that we got. Communication. Communication is so key because if there is any iffy yellow red flags, if you just are straight up and communicate, hey, I actually do have a great relationship with my ex and there's nothing between us or even, oh, this is a good topic, which we can't go too deep into because we have a lot to say, but like (laughs) girls having like guy best friends And then getting into a relationship, um, you know, sometimes people don't want you to be in a, don't want you to have your guy friends if you're in a relationship with them, which I can see why. But also, if you clearly communicate things, I think it can be understood versus things are secretive. I know Kim and I, the biggest thing that we've talked about is (laughs) communication because we just assume but the irony of that is, is we also that you should be able to read my mind or that I should be able to read yours. <laughs> yes. And that, that thought I think gets us in trouble when it comes to communication and communicating clearly. Yeah. Yes. I will say that I feel like I'm a great mind reader, but I know that shouldn't be my life. But I think every girl thinks they can read people's minds Because we, like you said, we expect people to read our minds. And I don't know why we're wired that way, but we are. So clearly communicate in every area, every stage with the before dating, as you're dating, and especially in relationship or marriage. Like that just, I feel like solves everyone's problems is if you clearly say what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, 
and to allow there to be freedom for someone to communicate. Like if you shut someone down when they do communicate, they're not going to want to say how they really feel. So having, um, having that established where I do want to hear what you have to say, even if I'm not going to like it is very key. I am such a fan of communication. I would much prefer us to over communicate all the time than for there to ever be a lack of under communication where then there's not a lot said and then I have to assume and then things get weird and the mind reading thing comes into play. So I will always in any situation in any circumstance be an advocate for communication is key don't be afraid just have a conversation if you're not sure have a conversation like even if you have to have this conversation a hundred times for your peace of mind if that's what you need for clarity's sake then just do it because for the longest time I felt like if I expressed anything it would come across as needy and I just want to say that's not true like you being willing To communicate what you need is so important, it's powerful, and it does not make you needy. So please don't let that idea keep you from being willing to be brave, to be vulnerable, and to share what you need in a relationship, in friendships, in whatever, Um, because I think that's a big issue. Like I think that's why a lot of people don't want to communicate because they're afraid of how they come across. Um, But yeah, being willing to express your needs and what you're thinking and what you want does not make you needy. So just go for it. Another response that we got is boundaries. Um, A couple people said this. (laughs) Some even said not only physical boundaries, but uh, that's been a big hurdle, which I think that goes hand in hand with communication, being clear upfront about your boundaries And you both agreeing on boundaries together, not letting, I hate to say it, but the girl, when it comes to physical things, I feel like the girls always set the boundaries and the guys are like, oh yeah, I'll respect your boundaries or whatever. But it's like, no, I want you to have those same values and those same boundaries as well. Not just you're only respecting them because they're my values does that make sense yeah totally that's really good I'm a boundary queen (laughs) (laughs) I would say I mean I I can we can laugh about this now because I just feel like I've I don't know if other people know know this but I feel like I'm a lot different than I used to be but I used to be so so strict um And it's not even because I had a history of doing stuff wrong. It's just because I just wanted to do things the right way because I feel like I have a high value for that. And I want to honor the standard and that set by Jesus that I'm like, I'm not willing to compromise who I am for anything. So pretty strong boundaries, but but it's funny. I used to be very hard about boundaries. Um, Honestly, I've never had an issue with physical boundaries. Not that I've had very much experience to exercise those. Um, but what I did learn in recent years was the importance of having emotional boundaries. I think growing up the way that we did, especially in the South and the Bible Belt and purity culture, there was a very, very high emphasis on um, sexual, physical boundaries. And I'm all for those. I think those are 1000% necessary. But I don't think anybody was talking to me about the importance of like emotional boundaries. 
while I was in a situation where I was like, oh, wow, like I probably it came from a good place, like out of just like I have a big heart and I love connection and all of this stuff. But I realized, oh, I probably gave away a little bit more emotionally than I now I've realized that that's a pattern in my life. So emotional boundaries are a huge deal. I don't know if you have any insight into how to regulate those, but. Yeah, I think it's so hard because especially knowing me and you, we are such heart people. Like we're, we go deep even in friendship. Like, man, I just love a good, deep conversation, heart to heart. But when it comes to dating and relationships, you really do have to protect yourself to not be too vulnerable too quickly. Um, Vulnerability should build with trust and trust takes time. And so I think that is the biggest key with that boundary. Um, I would say that's the biggest struggle that I've had is not being Either I'm like, so I'm not going to share anything with you. Like, I'm going to guard my heart so hard and you can't come in at all. Or I'm like, here's my whole heart. I'm going to share everything with you. But you don't have any right to hear those things because we haven't built that trust and we haven't built that time of having um, our relationship test the be tested. Or Um, even the commitment, I think. Yeah, like the commitment. Exactly. I feel like that's a big one is I'm like, I'm big on commitment where I'm like, there's certain things where I feel like unless we're committed, like in an exclusive committed relationship, then I'm like, I don't feel like you have a right to those things. So I think that trust thing is so good. I feel like personally, though, like I think that kind of ties into pacing. And I think that's been my biggest struggle, like not just in the past, but like overall, like when I think about a relationship in the future it's always this idea of pacing like and I think that has to do with the emotional and like boundaries too like okay at what point has this like developed enough and like okay now is an appropriate amount of time to like give you a little bit more share a little bit more of who I am so I do think it is like a process and I think you probably get better at it with time um the more you practice it in the right way, which I don't know if that's a lame answer, but I mean, I feel like a lot of this stuff is theory until you're in a situation where you're with somebody else that has all their triggers and is triggering you and yeah. trying to, you're trying to figure this out together. Yeah, but I think I am a huge advocate for having this whole theory and for having your mind already made up, for having your core values, for having what are your boundaries, uh, how do you want to communicate What will you say? Because if you don't have a plan or at least an idea and you jump into a relationship, like we are so led by our feelings and our emotions and um, it will be so easy to break those things or to compromise in areas that you thought you would never compromise on because, oh my gosh, they're so cute or I really like them. Like, it's okay if I just compromise a little bit. And then that leads to more. So I think even if you aren't in a relationship right now, asking yourself and knowing yourself, what do you need um, preparing for when you are in a relationship will help because when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to have a clear mind if you're honest, you know, there's so much going on. And I'll just say once again, invite community into that, invite the Lord into that. 
to help walk you through that because it just is such a safety guard for yourself because we can be so um, in the heat of the moment or led by our emotions or not even realize that we're, we're crossing these boundaries that we thought we wouldn't cross. So another one of the things that somebody said, which again, we love, cause I feel like you guys did a really good job of covering all the basics. Like, yes, like this is, I feel like fundamental stumbling blocks potentially that humans have gone through. Um, in order, but we have to be aware of these because we need to learn a different way so that we can have healthy relationships. So I think somebody else also mentioned, like if you grew up not seeing what a healthy relationship is, um, there's, there's hope for you. Like not all is lost just because that wasn't what you were surrounded with or by, you know, growing up doesn't mean that that's the legacy that you're going to leave in your future family. Um, so I'll just, that one is if that's what you experienced growing up especially as a christian that's where community is huge then go find a couple that you respect and admire that have done this thing well i would encourage you guys to to go and find examples that you can look to and glean everything that you can um past hurts i'm going to speak to that one somebody said biggest hurdle in moving forward with a healthy relationship is past hurts. And that one is real. It is so real. (laughs) It's normal, I think, um, because the way that we're designed, like as humans, I think, especially I'll say females too, like we are so nurturing. We care so incredibly much that sometimes it's really hard to let go and separate the past, what, what you've done or what's been done to you Um, but I think this is where Jesus is the answer. Um, and so much of like going to God, reading scripture, knowing that you have a renewed mind, I think is what's coming to my mind right now, um, is huge because I think that's going to be key moving forward to know that what, what's happened in the past doesn't dictate your future. And just because you've experienced something, again, doesn't mean that that's always what you're going to be carrying with you if you're intentional about breaking cycles. If you're willing to be self-aware and do the hard work of self-reflection, keep those past hurts and project those onto my future partner, Um, not just for the sake of you, like that's not going to be fun, but it's also not fair to them. And it was unfortunate that you had to go through heartbreak, but I'm telling you, it wasn't for nothing. God can use it. He can teach you important lessons from it and also build a strength in you that says this sucked and I didn't love it, but I also know what I'm worth. And I know the hope and the future that lies ahead of me for my future relationships. So that's so good, Elena. And I feel like everyone says, you know, you learn from your mistakes, but I'm a huge believer and learning from the mistakes of others. So if you have only seen unhealthy relationships, then learn from that. Be like, oh, I never want to talk to my husband like that. Oh, I never want to do that. And just make those make that resolve within yourself of what you don't want to be or do. And that can help you to to make better choices. And if you have past hurts from mistakes you've made, same thing. Well, 
that didn't work. I didn't like how that went. So I'm going to make sure that I don't do that. I feel like in our lives, um, I've been taught the most by unhealthiness than I have been by healthiness. Like I've learned so much by seeing, yeah, like just it done the wrong way um, in a bunch of areas of my life to where I'm like, oh, I want to do it the right way. And now that I see what the wrong way is and the consequences that come with that, I never want to put myself in that situation. Another response we got is a big hurdle for them was different religious beliefs, which let me just open up my Bible (laughs) because the word of God is very clear about this. Um, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked, which means if you're a believer and you love Jesus, you should not be in a relationship with someone who does not love Jesus. Um, Elena and I are very strong advocates for this as well. There's no missionary dating. Do not flirt to convert. Okay. We don't do that girls or guys. Um, if you really love the Lord and he is like Lord of your life, that's very important that you're following him. And so if you meet someone who doesn't have that same value in life, it's not going to work until they do have that value. Now, I will say if you are married to someone and you both you know, didn't know the Lord when you got married. And then one of you came to know the Lord and you're in that marriage. Like God can redeem and restore anything. He can do miracles. And I believe in that being okay. But if you are not married yet, then don't pick someone who doesn't love the Lord if you do. Like that's just setting yourself up for for a bad situation. Um. And if we want to get even more technical, (laughs) I do think for me personally, there's um, a standard of a godly man that I want. I have such a heart um, to go to the nations to share the gospel with people who have never heard the gospel. So if you are a Christian who wants to just stay in America and live your American life dream here, then I feel like we would be considered unequally yoked because that's not the life that I want to live for the Lord. Um, So I think you could even go more in depth with what's yoked and not yoked as well. Elena? (laughs) For me, a big one is like, are you spirit-filled? That's a huge deal for me. Um, because the way that I've chosen to live my life, the truth that I know of God and the Trinity doesn't allow me the luxury to deny that. So for me, that isn't a very high value that I need in somebody, or at least is like a champion. Yeah. A champion of that. Somebody that's not avidly against it. Which I would agree too. Like, I'm not saying... Because trust me, guys, when I was younger, I remember getting in an argument with my brother. Like, what? I would totally marry someone who's not a Christian. Like, 
you know, because I truly believed in giving everyone a chance and equal opportunity and, and all of that, which I still believe in equal opportunity, but I, I do believe that maybe you're interested in someone and they don't know the Lord, um, pray for them, pray that they get to know the Lord, but don't do anything until they do, you know, like don't put yourself in that situation and don't think that you can be their savior. Wait until they are actually saved. And if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, just word of advice, don't marry a believer like because it's going to get like if you don't ever want to become a Christian, I don't think you should marry a Christian because that is very much their identity. Their identity is in Christ. And so it's not just something that they do on Sundays or it's not just uh, a hobby. It is part of their identity. And I would say the same thing for other religions. You know, that is part of their identity to an extent. So, you know, if you're a Christian and you want to marry a Muslim, well, Muslims um, have that their religion as part of their identity, too. And so it's just not going to work out because they are two very different belief systems. And I think in general, that just comes down to your core values. And that is a huge core value. So just to sum it all up, don't flirt to convert and don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And we're operating under the assumption that we would hope like when Kim's like, don't marry a Christian, that the definition (laughs) of the Christian is like somebody that is actively pursuing God is actively living their life for Jesus Um, Because unfortunately, there are a lot of Christians, quote unquote, Christians that are Christian by but maybe they wouldn't have a problem marrying a non-believer because it's not necessarily the the focus or the pursuit of their life at this moment. But yeah, so all of this is just Kim and I, again, are super passionate about healthy people turning into healthy relationships long term. So we would love to to hear your thoughts um yeah I mean we kind of threw out some basic hurdles that people have experienced when it comes to building and working towards a healthy relationship so if you have any advice or thoughts about any one of those particular ones slide into our love to hear from you guys we would love to have a conversation um about what that looks like if you've yeah, even Kim said it, if you've experienced a personal breakthrough or testimony or any of that, we would love to just be in conversation with you guys. Um, we are so passionate about this. So there's going to be plenty <laughs> more to come. So this is not the end, but for now it is. We love you guys and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>